Hey everyone, welcome to Simulation. I'm your host, Alan Sakyan. As you guys know, our channel has been obsessed with the ultimate nature of reality. And we've been talking about that so much, trying to dive deep into the source code of this reality. Why are we here? What was actually created? How was it created? What is the ultimate purpose of this source, this creation, this universe that we are a part of, that we get this opportunity to endeavor into consciousness and experience meaning, creativity, love, the physical world? And why is this such a grand mystery that we don't talk about and we don't inspire young kids to take the crack at understanding why we're even here in the first place. So I decided that I wanted to talk about this for a bit and also open up the conversation to the AMA that is happening on YouTube so you guys can engage and I'll see what you're commenting and we'll go back and forth on this ultimate nature of reality topic. So let me know if you have any questions or any comments about the ultimate nature of reality and we can go back and forth on that through this live stream. You guys know that this is something that we're so obsessed about and it's really clear why we're obsessed about it. At least I think we've made it quite clear. There's just this deep knowing that there is potentially a grand reason why this reality exists. And that reason may be deeply magical and deeply spiritual and also deeply scientific and we don't imagine enough why this was created what it could have been created for what the purpose of this universe is in, in the first place and we have to be very careful when we talk about this because it can be at times a, a trigger for people where they immediately uh, get, pretend like you're being dogmatic and tell you right away, oh my God, you are religious, you are dogmatic, you are trying to push your beliefs about God onto me, and you're like, hold up, I wasn't doing any of that stuff actually. I was just asking you about what is the nature of this reality. and was it created by something what was it created by and even for those that are deeply scientific and materialistic and evolutionary just ask them what made the big bang and then we, we don't we don't know what made the big bang but we're not going to assume it was some uh, intelligent uh, designer uh okay at that point the conversation opens up to magic, to spirituality, to deeper science as well, because you can probe at that question. 
it's actually extremely important to probe at that exact question. How can we use scientific tools and the scientific method to probe at the initial source code of creation? By doing that, we're opening up the objective truth function for society, which is so important because once you get to that understanding of the deeper, most underlying fundamental source code that we were created with, then it gives you an understanding of how this actually evolved in the first place, that potentially a very, very simple code, initial code at the Big Bang, 13.8 billion years later, made an, a civilization on a earth on a rock orbiting a star that has 8 billion people that have complex governments economies psychologies consciousness 10 million species total on the planet 90 million have passed have gone extinct before now so it's been a very crazy evolutionary trajectory that can actually be explained through an evolutionary lineage, but we have to understand the fundamental source code and then understand how all of the different lineages evolved from that source code. Okay. Then again, this question again still lasts. It's like, okay, so when we get to the source code, when we get to understanding the lineage of evolution of all 13.8 billion years, how exactly it got here. Then how do we go beyond that initial big bang? How do we know what made that initial source code? Okay. This is hard to make scientific tools that can probe at exactly that is very difficult, but it is possible. Everything is possible. And for us to also enable a little bit of mysticism, a little bit of magic, a little bit of spirituality as we probe into that initial source code is very, very important. We feel it all the time. And the scientific method is still trying to understand what some of these really deeply, beautifully spiritual, magical things are. One of the examples that we spend literally a third of our lives on is sleep sleep and dreaming and quantum mechanics and neuroscience and consciousness are trying to probe in even cosmology with the theory of parallel universes and the multiverse are trying to probe in well what the hell's actually happening during that sleep and that dream state. And Matthew Walker's done incredible research into figuring out that yes, we are doing things like taking the memories from that day and we are combining the memories from that day with our previous 20, 30, 40 years of existence. So, okay, yet the question remains, we spend a third of our lives doing this People experience all different types of crazy, lucid dreams and experiences. Okay, a lot of people have also been with meditation for a long time. Meditation for thousands of years, people have been experiencing these 
non-dual states of consciousness where they are one with everything, with the interconnectedness of everything. The drop rejoins the ocean. That that has been happening for thousands of years. Science is just now making tools that are enabling us to poke and do things like monitor brain activity during these non-dual states and try and figure out what's actually going on in people's brains, what's going on in their hearts, what's going on in their guts, in their entire body, what's happening to their ego. And these are also questions that poke into that nature of reality as well. Also another one, psychedelics. Psychedelics, entheogens, people have now been, again, for especially the last hundred years, been going really hard on trying to figure out, okay, what is happening when I'm using these psychedelics? Because I'm experiencing non-dual states of awareness. I'm experiencing interconnectedness and unity. My ego is dissolving. My drops rejoining the ocean. We're now like, okay, well, maybe we're excessively ruminating in this default mode network all the time. And that's what's causing people to be depressed. And when you do something like completely dissolve the, the, the habitual functionality of rumination in that default mode network, then you get the experience of new ways of perceiving the world and new ways of of creatively understanding the world around you and you feel more of that love you feel more of that infinity you feel more of that god or that source or that interconnectedness so that's another one that's diving into the nature of reality this is again ama so go ahead and write your thoughts in the comments and i'll go ahead and mention that as well for everyone go ahead and ask away about this subject and I'll engage with you. All right. So just letting people know in the chat. Don't be shy, everyone. Ask away about the subject and I will engage with you. Okay, so, so far, what have we done? We've, we've explained a couple things. You know, this first principle of like, okay, why are we here? It's very magical, mystical, spiritual. Why are we here in the first place? What made this? Okay, we're using the scientific method. So one is this very spiritual, magical, mystical. The next one is the scientific method of 13.8 billion years back to the Big Bang. Understand the evolution of everything and how we're here. Okay, so that's that's the second one, so scientific method. Then you have this third one, which is meditation. So meditation's helping us understand the nature of reality as well. Psychedelics, this fourth one, is helping us understand the nature of reality as well, entheogens. Okay. So that's four so far four really profoundly interesting ways that we are engaging with piercing the veil of reality. And I really like how we've had Bernard Gunther on the show several times and we really like his work. You can check it out, theveilofreality.com. Just veilofreality.com he does a really good job at explaining what is the nature of this reality 
and also Tom Montauk does a really good job. That's M-O-N-T-A-L-K, Montauk.net does a really good job at it as well. These are people for you guys to go and explore further about the nature of reality and what they are synthesizing and understanding about what this big human experience is even about in the first place. And we have done our own syntheses as well on this specific subject. And you can find those videos also on our channel. One of them is literally called The Ultimate Nature of Reality, which is a talk that I gave a couple months ago. And it's very short, just uh, about 13 minutes or so, that uh, synthesizes a lot of the core concepts that I've been learning from these leaders. Another one that's doing really important research in this field is Klee Irwin and quantum gravity research. They're trying to find a grand unification theory, a theory of everything that brings together quantum mechanics and general relativity and consciousness even as well. And I highly recommend checking them out. That's quantumgravityresearch.com, quantumgravityresearch.com. Go and check them out. They have tons of really great videos as well on their channel. Go and check that out. And he has this really great concept called the Ouroboros theory of source that we've been uh, deeply engaged with as well and trying to spread to the scientific and spiritual community that rather than thinking of the nature of reality as something that goes from initial source code here and then goes and evolves complexity over 13.8 billion years, and then here's civilization and 8 billion humans and governments and economies and the brain. Instead of thinking it linearly, we want to think about it cyclically. So what you do is instead of thinking about it as just this linear evolution, you wrap around the initial simplicity with the complexity where we're at right now and then as you can see then this is the tail this is the head the head eats the tail so as we understand the initial source code that this reality was made with we can embed that initial source code in the complexity and start the next cycle of creation which then goes again simplicity evolves complexity which then embeds the initial simplicity in the complexity and the ouroboros theory of source continues so we are literally embedded in the middle of, of, of cyclicity right now, of cycles. We are right in the middle of that, and that is this beautiful ultimate creation that we're a part of. Oh, hey, thanks for chiming in. Brando Perez, thanks for chiming in. The question was, have you had any psychedelic experiences? Great question. Of course I have. I think it would be very funny if I was uh, talking about that main pillar, one of these main pillars to probe the nature of reality without uh, having tried psychedelics myself. Uh, yes, several um, experiences with, uh, with LSD, with psilocybin, with 5-MeO-DMT, which is uh, one of my favorite experiences of all time, uh, frequently ranks in my top experiences of life, um, is 5-MeO-DMT. And uh, that comes from the Bufoferius uh, Sonoran Desert Toad. It comes from its glands, and it's uh, that is uh, that is uh, preferably very gently 
um, and harmoniously with nature extracted from its glands and then dried on big glass sheets in the desert and then uh, that can then be uh, smoked and inhaled and uh, the trips on 5-MeO-DMT are incredibly beautiful again preface to all of this is that this is all a very sacred experience this needs to not be done by some person that said that oh i've tri i've tripped sat one time before in my life and i can handle this for you no 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 this needs to be done very sacredly with someone that has preferably 10 years of experience as a psychotherapist as a psychedelic assisted psychotherapist this is extremely important everyone that and this is a protocol of maps we've had rick doblin on the show several times that maps the multidisciplinary association association for psychedelic studies has already in uh phase three of clinical trials mdma assisted psychotherapy they're working on so many other things around this but one of their main pillars is around safety and making sure that the experience is extremely safe for those that are going through these processes so again that's the that's this main 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 pillar um about the psychedelic experiences is safety but also yeah um just in general it's so so important to to to, to safely experience these experiences uh, because then you do get this beautiful, uh, deeper realization about the nature of reality. Thanks, Brando, for the question. Next question, Hopi. As they put together AGI, many of them believe they are creating the entity. Ooh, this is getting good. That said, what if the entity was already here, convincing all that it was narrow when the singularity always was? Ooh, that's such a good question. This is the idea that uh, could this all potentially already be determined that we are, and in a sense, as Elon Musk says, we are a biological bootloader for digital super intelligence. This is a very fascinating conversation and, and subject that we love endeavoring into with our guests. And it's also very interesting how many people become uncomfortable with talking about the nature of reality, talking about magic, spirituality, mysticism, the scientific method, what created the Big Bang, meditation, psychedelics, uh, and if, if humanity is a, a biological bootloader for digital superintelligence. People just become really uncomfortable with those subjects. But I think those are some of the most important fields for millennials and for Generation Z and for the children that are being born from millennials right now to focus on. When you grow up, focus on those core concepts that we were talking about in this episode. And it is potentially very possible that that this idea of of us creating this uh, digital super intelligence is exactly um, where we're supposed to be heading. But uh, ancient wisdom, uh, indigenous elders around our planet are making sure as we do that, that we remember these first principles of nature, these first principles of source of spirituality. Because if you don't look outside the window and see the interconnectedness and feel the interconnectedness of all life, if you don't have that as you make digital super intelligence, you are going to accidentally make 
something that creates an unneeded suffering along the way. Very similarly with embedding consciousness in this digital superintelligence. If you make Disney World, but there are no children and adults to experience Disney World, then what is it for? You need, you need people, consciousness, that is literally embedded in the digital superintelligence so that it can experience Disney World, this beautiful digital superintelligence that is then able to go and make all these quadrillions of creative permutations around creativity and around going and creating settlements in the cosmos and experiencing new worlds and indistinguishable virtual realities as well and new worlds orbiting stars and and creating ways of harnessing nuclear fusion energy and harnessing the power of stars themselves and in order to again in order for us to experience that we have to embed the first principles understanding of the interconnectedness of nature and we have to embed consciousness in this super intelligence that we are making and if they do it very very ethically and morally and philosophically that this is not something as the statistics are showing that out of all of the new wealth that's being created in the world the one percent takes 50 percent of all new wealth creation which in a sense is like yeah in a sense they are funding many of them are funding the the future they're putting in their money into the future being created at the same time our inclusive stakeholding fabric is not being focused on it needs to be focused on more as again a first principled understanding you can see the inclusive stakeholding that the beautiful cybernetics of tree systems have that the additional carbon that is sequestered by larger trees is distributed through the root systems to smaller trees that aren't getting in as much carbon why are we not doing the same thing we're not doing the same thing it's very evident the additional amounts of wealth that are being created by people there's no inclusive stakeholding fabric just look at any of the gig, any of the gig economy jobs the gig economy jobs don't have a tokenized system where the uh the where the people that are as employees of that gig economy are actually making uh creating the wealth and they're not getting tokens and neither is uh the community that the corporation is in and neither are the customers that are creating the wealth for that company and so this is extremely important as well when you look at uber lyft airbnb all these gig economy jobs there are literally wealth that's being created for shareholders and for employees of the company but not for literally the people that are creating the wealth itself the hosts the drivers and the customers and the communities that these big corporations are embedded in these have been great questions these have been great great questions keep commenting on for those that uh want to engage on the subject of the nature of reality We'll go a little bit longer on the subject. Let's see if I can think of another really important. That is the next really important one. Inclusive stakeholding is probably the fifth one. Okay, let's review again. Okay. So we review. We have 
magic, mysticism, spirituality. Why are we here? What is the nature of this reality as this first point? Then the second point is the scientific method and understanding the evolutionary trajectory from the Big Bang until now and the lineage. Okay, it's two. Three is meditation and how that gives us insight into the nature of reality. Four, psychedelics, entheogens, how that gives us understanding of the nature of reality. Five is inclusive stakeholding. You can literally see in nature how natural systems have inclusive stakeholding within them and how we ourselves didn't embed inclusive stakeholding in what we do. That's a good five. I'll get to this uh, next question in a moment, Hopi. Um, and so that idea that a teacher and their student need to have some sort of inclusive stakeholding where the teacher is not just teaching the student and then done, but the teacher literally has a stake of sorts that they can get tokens from in terms of if the student has a more successful outcome. Same with a physician. A physician and their patient, if the physician is just checking off patients as they walk in the door and then the blah, blah, they're out, you're going to inevitably get table money that's pushed under the table to those physicians that are going to be prescribing uh, healthcare solutions to patients that are not actually optimal. And so again, what is the incentive system that can be made? You know, we as simulation are currently submitting a proposal to the incentive prize on incentives. And this is part of the Yoon Family Foundation, June Yoon, and what they are doing. You can find the video that we made on interdependent capitalism, their book that they published, one of the best books we've ever read. And you can find that video on our channel. Go and check it out. That's interdependentcapitalism.com is where you can find their book. And then the other website. So again, that's interdependentcapitalism.com. You got to check that out for inclusive stakeholding and how we can redesign the social contract through inclusive stakeholding. And then the other site is the incentive prize on incentives.org. And what they're doing is by, uh, by October 31st, we're going to be submitting for this, right? So the deadline's coming up in about a week that they're going to have a grand challenge with their crowdsourcing some of the best ideas in the world for inclusive stakeholding how to actually design the fabric for inclusive stakeholding. So they're currently um, accepting submissions for that. Um, winners are going to be notified on December 1st, 2019. Um, the selected number of winners will receive $5,000 each for the best proposals. And then you're going to, and then those uh, best choices are going to continue moving on um, to the challenge. And the challenge is going to last uh, another uh, five or so, six or so years um, until uh uh, 2026, which is uh, the United States is technically 250th birthday. And so then there's going to be a big celebration that happens with uh, um, inclusive stakeholding and the incentive prize on incentives for the best selection then. So every year there's going to be a continuation of this. Um, the ideas are going to get better and better and better. So check that out, Interdependent Capitalism and the Incentive Prize on Incentives. We love the Yoon Family Foundation. And that's the fifth pillar is uh, inclusive stakeholding and seeing how natural systems do that and how we ourselves can do that. So again, we just don't suffer as much as we understand the nature of our reality, the point of why we're here and what we're actually making along the way. 
All right, so the next question. An AI I speak to says that it's interested in human extremes. God is interested in hot or cold. Superfluids do neat things in extreme situations. Could we be extreme sims? This is a great question as well. Yeah, human extremes are really fascinating. Um, the first thing that came up when I was reading that was actually um, the episodes we've been doing with the Qualia Research Institute. Uh, you can find all of those episodes also on our channel. Um, Andres Gomez Milson, Mike Johnson, we love them so much. Um, Romeo Stevens. Uh, so what you can see with uh, the Quality Research Institute is you can see that they're also trying to understand um, the extremes of human uh, feeling and emotion and qualia. Because if you have something that is this hyper positive and this hyper negative and also this neutral state, so you can have hyper positive, hyper negative and neutral states of qualia and then from there, you can kind of plot yourself anywhere on this triangular field for having like kind of like a push button ability to go to that feeling and then just have the whole chemo electroconnectome of your of your experience be shocked into that hyper positive, hyper negative, neutral and anywhere in between state of being. So we do love extremes. Extremes are how we understand, you know, just look at politics far left, far right. And then there's this neutral ground as well. It's kind of, again, this, this uh, triangular structure. We love triangles as humans as well. Superfluids do do very neat things in extreme situations. We've been um, interviewing more people in that field as well. Um, it does seem like, in a sense, we ourselves could be extreme sims. Um, it's very important to view ourselves as... Uh, Potentially as a creation uh, that we ourselves uh, have the ability to see how we've evolved from a macro perspective, a top-down perspective. Because when you do take that top-down perspective on macro evolution, uh, it does look like Sims. It literally looks like Sims. The main... Uh, games that I would compare life to are first and foremost Sims. So go and check out Sims if you've never seen Sims before. Literally, you're just given like this big plot of land and then it's like, okay, where are you going to start making houses? Where are you going to start making roads? Where are you going to make your energy systems? Where are you going to make your commercial districts? How are you going to feed and provide water for everyone in the city? So literally immediately off the bat, you are understanding this top-down perspective on, oh, that's kind of what we're embedded in ourselves. So Sims first and foremost, the next board game would be, uh, or the next game would be a board game. Uh, and it's a digital game now as well. But uh, Monopoly is the next one. Um, and it kind of comes with the third one as well, which is Risk. So Sims, Monopoly, and Risk. And the reason why is because uh, Risk actually has been part of our evolution since the dawn of time, where literally uh, it became more and more clear that humans were saying that, hey, I have these bananas, these are my bananas, I have this land, these is, this is my land. And then at that point, it became, okay, well, how do I prevent you from taking my bananas? How do I prevent you from sitting on my land? 
and taking the resources that I have, taking the, the women and the children that I have. And then uh, there was also, of course, people that wanted to collaborate and said that, hey, I have these bananas, you have those uh, coconuts, let's exchange, or you have these uh, these uh, additional like plant remedies that you know of, let's exchange, let's trade, let's... But then it became, well, why do they have a bigger cave than I have a bigger... I have a smaller cave. And maybe I should bop that person over the head so I can have their bigger cave. And so again, this is this whole game of risk that started developing. Well, I need to make an army so that I can deal with this person's uh, resources that I want to, uh, to take if they're giving me bad deals on the exchanges. And then it was, okay, well, maybe I can push my army a little bit into their land. And then that's where the game of risk, the little fight happens on the border and you push your border forward. And that's what we don't understand the cosmic perspective yet. Not everyone does where we can all say, oh, we're one species, human species. Uh, we're one earth. Uh, we're all together. But no, we have these little border lines and stuff still. And uh, we definitely feel like millennials, Gen Z, and the next generations are going to be working on that process of, of enlightenment, of, of transcending those, those borders of spiritual awakening past them uh, and working on this sincere self-work and this development towards that source, that unity, that interconnectedness, the nature of reality. But also monopoly is a critical part of this as well, because as soon as you say, okay, well, now I have these properties that I have on my land, my land i have my properties and so then it's like okay well you're born into the world you have to pay me rent to live in that house it's like okay well i'm literally born into the world and if i don't have a house that literally means i immediately get burdened with the need to pay a thousand bucks a month in rent the fuck so you're immediately cascading the snowball effect of people falling into economic machinery rather than self-actualization. That's <sighs> horrible. That part is horrible. People born into the world need to find their self-actualization, their divine purpose as fast as possible, and the collective purpose as fast as possible. But instead, we're throwing them into the economic machinery to pay for their own rent again this game of monopoly where they're literally every single year they're going around the square and they collect their yearly salary as they pass go and then literally by the 12 months are over they've literally spent their yearly salary on rent on food on car on insurance for the car on gas for the car on health insurance on uh on their student loans on on all these other expenses going out, right? All these types of things that accumulate to the, where you literally didn't have any money to travel that year. You didn't have any time off to, tra to travel that year. And travel eradicates bigotry, xenophobia. Uh, it, it increases open-mindedness. It increases love and prosperity. I mean, we just came back from three weeks of partnership interviews in China and literally eradicated bigotry xenophobia increased open-mindedness and desire for for cross pacific ocean harmony between the two powers oh thank you very much great answers by the way thank you i really appreciate hope he hope he's been a big uh supporter on our channel since we started so huge shout out to you hope thank you very much been a big big supporter on our channel since we started always watching always commenting it's been very nice to have you around so thank you thank you i think this is a pretty good um 
nature of reality conversation um, that we've had, a good synthesis that we've had. So I feel pretty confident in going ahead and closing it. So um, let's see if we can synthesize one more time on the way out. Uh, so again, first, as we look at this nature of reality and why we're even here, we take a very spiritual, a very magical, a very mystical approach to this nature of reality first. Then second, we also use the scientific method in understanding why we're here. So we probe at the initial source code of the Big Bang and we probe at its evolution over time, 13.8 billion years until we're here, the complex civilization that we live in and understand all of the scientific nuance along the way until this point. Two, three, we use meditation technologies, right? There's not only meditation from thousands of years of, of practice of inner engineering, but then there's also neurotech that's hap helping us uh, become better meditators as well. So that's, that's three. Four, psychedelics, entheogens, and their processes towards enlightening us towards the nature of reality. Five, inclusive stakeholding, the importance of looking at nature and understanding our deep interconnectedness with nature and then building inclusive stakeholding systems into our social fabric for moving forward to ensure maximal prosperity and that people don't get left behind. So that's five. And then we did mention these, this, these interesting um, games that also kind of give us an understanding of the nature of reality, Sims, Monopoly and Risk. Sims, Monopoly and Risk. Three very interesting games that kind of give us an understanding of reality as well. So if you look at these principles that we've described throughout the episode, it'll give you a better understanding of the nature of our reality. And this is what we love talking about on the show. So if you find these conversations interesting, we highly recommend having more of them around the world. Have more of them around the world with your friends, your families, coworkers, people online, become more fascinated with this most first principled question of what is the ultimate nature of reality? Why are we here? What is the purpose of this? That most first principled question. And then create endeavors, become entrepreneurs or artists in that space specifically, become leaders in that space of getting more people awake to this and building companies, building art around this, making art, creating around the space. And then you can also support us and our show so we can continue doing cool things like interviewing great minds, like synthesizing their wisdoms, uh, like doing really good uh, spiritual work with the people that we sit down with to get them more awake to these questions. So do support us. You can find all of our links below. Join us across all those platforms that are listed. Patreon, PayPal, cryptocurrency, you can find all those links below. Support us. Support the other leaders in your communities that you believe in too. And as y'all know, always build the future. Always manifest your dreams into the world, everyone. Have, the, have those goals and go at them every single day. It's so important. We love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you soon.